Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Degani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh Concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup, Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Schmack's view of the now and the future of Data Mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the, in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the Data Mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and exciting. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode, so you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Again, these episodes are a bit of a different approach where we had one continuous long-form discussion that has been cut around topic areas. So we start this episode with kind of more pushback on binary thinking. Data mesh isn't only about tackling a people problem. We need the tooling to align with the way we are organized and new ways of working together. Data mesh is ahead of the tooling, like many other paradigms were that transcended what was available when they debuted. You know, it happened with microservices, it happened with cloud. But we can make progress now as we're also pressing on the vendors and the, the tooling creators to help us move forward as well. We need to do that with imagination and empathy for ourselves and each other. What we what can we imagine we can do with our data? Don't focus so much on what we can or cannot do right now. Kind of imagine all the places you'll go, as Dr. Seuss has said. So we need to think big, start small, and move fast. I think you'll enjoy this last conversation in the Cunian question set. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Shemak Degani. Like I'm also getting a little bit kind of 
worried about this. Oh, this is not a tech problem. This is just a people problem. Again, coming back to that binary modality of human thinking, I don't, I don't know why we, <laughs> we can't be a little bit more shades of gray <laughs> type people. As in, you know, it, it's it is a, absolutely like what I just said was, well, let's 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 move people around. Let's give them new jobs. Let's promote. Let's let's organize people for that kind of the architecture. But if these folks are fighting day to day, working with the technology that assumes a centralized access and they're stepping on each other's toes and they have so much friction, how are we supporting them? So that the tooling to re- help reshaping both the behavior and the structure is also as important and as necessary, right? Um, so I think it's, it's you're right. We can't just say, I'm going to throw this tech at you and you will evolve into this new model, but I'm going to actually enable you and I'm going to support you by giving a technology that gives you superpowers that you didn't know even have, right? Um, and those that's 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 also take time. Yeah, I, I think exactly what you're talking about there. It's it, the analogy in my head was um, trying to do. You know, I come from Iowa, so large scale farming and trying to do that with a shovel, right? Like it's a good tool when you're doing your backyard planting, so you can do quote unquote farming. You can have your garden with it, but when you're doing large scale farming, it's not really gonna it's not gonna do what you want. And and kind of a lot of what you were talking about of this feels like that that old saying of, you know, the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first steps or whatever. And like where I think is a good place to kind of wrap up a lot of, of what we've talked about about this revolution versus evolution and, and all of that is um, that binary thinking. Is there a certain place that you think that people are thinking far too binary or is there a way that you think um, maybe, you know, you're, you're such an avid reader. Is there something uh, around that you, that helped you get very familiar with, with being comfortable with ambiguity or like how, where, where do you think there's the most binary thinking that we need to break? And like, how have you worked with people or how have you worked with yourself to get comfortable with ambiguity? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it keeps me thinking deep, but I'm just going to stay super practical here on the topic of data mesh. But I think this probably deserves an interesting conversation as, um, you know, how we make decisions. I mean, there is, yeah, I'm not going to go there, but I think in the last election of US was a very good example of how simplistic, like simplified decision-making for people I shall fix this really hard problem for you. And yay, we vote, you know, without even thinking. So we we, we really like these simple systems of decision-making. We don't like cognitive load. So yes and no, you know, is or isn't, those sort of framing um, appeals to us, right? Because we don't have to think too hard. Uh, but coming to <laughs> coming back to data mesh, I think um, the, the, maybe just one thing to clarify what is comp- negotiable? What's not negotiable? What is what is that line you draw that in the sand that it is it isn't or it is or isn't? I think the reason I define data mesh as a set of principles, and, and they evolved a little bit, but they have pretty much stayed constant for a while now, was because I assumed 
the application of these principles will change, the practices will evolve, the technology will improve, however, the principles will last. So if these principles change, then we're not talking about data mesh anymore. We're talking about something else. We're talking about some evolution of data mesh. Uh, so the, the line in the sand in terms of are we doing data mesh or are we doing data mesh, I think the principles are a good way to, to define that, right? It's just a fuzzy line still where data mesh, where we really try to adhere to the principles. When it comes to the application, I actually materialize it in real world. I think that's where there's a spectrum and the spectrum is around evolution as in, and it's about the maturity of the technology and the organization at a point in time um, and that would change I think that's that is not a binary conversation so if someone comes and say well data mesh is not real it's from the future yeah there are parts of it that are from future but there are parts of it that are from present and will make it work and that's true about any other movement where the paradigm w- went was beyond, was introduced, um, you know, kind of transcending the existing technology. And we gave the example of microservices, right? Cloud is the same. Like you come up with an approach that it transcends the technology you have at that moment. Um, And then your technology and your approaches um, will catch up. there is a wonderful um, quote about uh, imagination that I put by Carl Sagan that I put in my book uh, at the at the beginning of the book, if, um, which is about you know this idea of when we imagine something, it's not real, it hasn't happened. But if we don't imagine, we don't go to the places that we want to go one day. I'll, I'll find out the, the actual quote and I add it at the end. So. So then talk about that non-binary evolution. Let's, let's look at a real example, right? So we just talked about as a, as a single step, maybe you can bring your, a couple of data engineers to your um, digital team. Sit them, get them sit next to the app dev teams for that particular domain. Um, that is an evolutionary step. Um, it's probably not a better state that you were before. Probably we're going down a hockey stick in terms of efficiency because now we're saying we've got to add, what, two data engineers to every app dev team. But that's generally how the change happens because you usually get, you go through this hockey stick. You make a change, it gets a little bit worse, and then you add more improvement and it gets a lot better, right? You go up the hockey stick. So... So then what would be the next evolution from that? Actually, the next evolution from that is empowering the app developers to seamlessly cre- you know, put maybe data creation as part of the maybe same, you know, same CI, CD, same continuous delivery of the app. Uh, maybe they don't need this enhancing the platform so that a domain digital team doesn't need specialized data engineers. That's why the platform thinking existed, right? So you start then going up the hockey stick in terms of like optimizing the, for effectiveness and the, the, the productivity of your teams and the number of specialists that you need. 
yes, are we there yet? Are we at the point that every active team just popping out like data products, successful, long-standing team serving them without having specialized people? No, but that's what we were working toward. Maybe end with this quote that I butchered, which is imagination will often carry us to worlds that never were, but without it, we go nowhere. And, and what, what you were talking about there, I think, is the, the in venture capital, they call the J-curve because you have negative returns early and then your outsized returns come later. But it's, it's just like um, profit. You're, you're investing early so that you can profit later, right? It, yeah. I want to give you a chance to, if there's any wrapping up words that, that you'd like to do. But again, I, I love chatting with you. You're, it's, it's always enlightening and it always is, is uh, enter. Uh, energizing or uh, uh, enervating. I, I can't think of the word, but it just gives me energy because it's just so fun to see your passion and how much empathy you have for what this can mean for the world. If we were all, you know, we can cure diseases, we can tackle climate change better, we can do all these things if we do better things with our data and people in data can live better lives than, <laughs> than you know, the data engineer stuck in the middle, your old... Uh, uh, figure of the frowny faces of the data engineers just always sticks with me. That was what really made me say I, I should get involved with this. So, uh, is there any way you'd want to kind of close out this uh, kind of Cunian session about evolution and revolution and paradigm shift? I, I think I think we're good. I think um, maybe I I end again with um, my ex employer's uh, tagline: "Think big." You know, start small, move fast, but we've got to have that bigger vision of where we want to get to. And that would be our compass in terms of what, what, what is roughly getting us to, um, to that destination. And I think we talked about that, and that's that paradigm shift, right? That's the Konian paradigm shift that we want to have a very decentralized yet responsible, right? Distributed yet interoperable um, way of sharing data and sharing data for you, you know, getting higher order value, uh, getting insights, applying machine learning. Um, yeah, I just, uh, just stop there. And that's a wrap on the Qune kind of questions from me with uh, Jamak. So please let me know what questions you want me to ask Jamak in future episodes as well. You can find my contact information in the show notes. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others, and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat Data Mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.